Thank you for listening to audio from Dimmon Avenue Baptist Church, 224 Student Ministries. For more information about Dimmon Avenue Baptist Church, check out our website at www.dabconline.org. As Wesley read later, earlier, we're going to be in Luke 2, 41 through 52. And it says, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when, when he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it. But supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem, searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why are you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And he said to them, And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And when he went down with them, he went to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and favor with God and man. And so the two key themes that I want to look at tonight from this passage is how to live a spirit-filled life which will result in a spirit-filled worship. And so look at church, look at worship and corporation of, of the body of believers. And what does it do? It teaches discipline for one. It teaches getting out of bed to come up to church on Sunday morning, getting out of the things of the world to come up and praise God and to show your love for God. And then I want to tell you all a scripture we're learning in man camp. It's Proverbs 6.10. It says, A little sleep and a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and want will come upon you like a robber. And, oh, I got that mixed up there. And it said, And leave you empty like a robber and want like an armed man. And so what that's saying there is you stay in bed late. You stay up too, you stay up too late at night. You stay in bed too early. And then you skip church because you're asleep. You're going to feel empty, not just physically, but also spiritually, because you're missing out on the worship of God, the fellowship of believers, and then what, I mean, missing out on the body of Christ and the bride, because Jesus said that his bride is the church. And so we look at why do we come together? We come together because, for one, our love for each other, but ultimately our love for God, okay? And so we we live out our week in a spirit-filled way, which is loving God through everything we do, and worshiping Him in the way that we live our lives. And we show everybody, go and bear in the gospel. We go and bear the cross of Christ. We go and bear, we go and bear the, the resurrection of Christ, the death of Christ. And then when we come together in a worship, when the corporation of each other, it's just so sweet because the way we live our lives daily is already worshiping God. So when we come together to sing praises to Him outside of the lost world, then it's just so sweet because we don't have that continual attack from the lost people of the world. And so, then we look at how is worship so sweet? Why, how is it so sweet to our lips? Why is it like honey on our lips as we see in Ezekiel? And so it's so sweet because, like I said, living a spirit-filled life, the way we live every day in our life is filled with the Spirit. But these days, it's something that, the, that America is just totally just just destroyed, is living a spirit-filled life, 
We come to church and we put on our church clothes as we're walking in the doors, if y'all get that metaphor. And then so when we walk in the church, we put on this mask of worship. We put on this mask of showing that we want to sing words to God, but not really knowing what we're saying. But you see in the book of Acts, you see in the apostles how they were just spirit-filled in their whole life. We see Peter, people like Peter and Paul, just so filled with the Spirit. And when they came together with the, just the body of believers, it was so just amazing, the worship they had. Because the way that they lived out their life daily was just so full of the Spirit that, I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, people would put, they would put sick people on the road as Peter was passing by just in hope that his shadow would fall over them. I mean, because he was so full of the Spirit that something like his shadow, if it fell over them, it would heal them. And so then we see in Acts, like in, in the New Testament, in the, the stories of the apostles, we see that the Spirit was so alive in their lives that when they came to worship, they understood what they were actually doing. And then today I see this also in our youth group a lot. And I've also seen it change since, since youth camp. But I've seen so much today. We don't understand what we're actually doing in worship. We come up here, we look at the screen and say the words on the screen. But in our heart, what are we doing? Have we, have we actually bowed our hearts to the worship that we're saying and out of our mouth? Is the Spirit actually speaking through us? Are we having a pipeline from heaven with the Spirit coming out of us just oozing out of our mouth? And then we look at during worship. We look, I mean, look before the fall, before the fall of man happened. God's vision for, for man and God was to be in direct communication with him, learning from God, learning from how he lived his daily life. Supposed to be just watching him, watching how he lives, the perfect way he lives in all that he does. And we're supposed to have direct communication with that, learning from that. But then, now that the fall has happened, now that we've sinned, we're sinners, we have the flesh, now God's given us things such as church, such as the Holy Spirit, the Bible, and discipleship. He's given us all these things to learn the truths of Him, to learn, have a deeper understanding of how He lives. And we have things like the Holy Spirit. We have that as a guide for how to live a life of, of the truths of God. We, we're given things like church to be in fellowship with each other, to learn from the knowledge of other brothers and sisters. We're given things like the Bible, God's Word, to learn the Gospel, the, like Wesley says, the scarlet thread that holds it all together, which is the Gospel. And we learn from that. And then we have discipleship. And, we, and Wesley's really been hammering down on this, and it's Disciple 6 that's coming up. But just, I mean, Disciple 6 is going to be such a good thing because it's going, to be, it's going to be more knowledgeable people, people that have been walking with God longer, and they could be pouring into us and be investing into us, in our hearts and in our souls. And just think about how much more spiritually you would grow from that. But that's only if your heart is actually desiring it. You have to learn that. You have to know that if you're to walk in the church doors, you need to bow your hearts to God. Okay? You need to come up here knowing that God is truly worthy. He is infinitely worthy of our praise. Like Brother Ron says, if God didn't do another thing, then we, he would still be worthy of all of our praise. And so, when we come into worship, this is why Jesus said it, it, he must be in his Father's house. He said he must be in there. This is why, because he knew that church was so important. Because he knew it was a way that God just shows us his truths. He, sh he gives us a chance to 
to show our love for Him, to be in fellowship with brothers and sisters. And then, just, I mean, just again, look at how the apostles lived out their worship lives. They were worshiping God with the way that they lived their lives and everything they did, everywhere they walked, everywhere that they just, every store they went into, everywhere they went to eat. They were worshiping God always. Just like 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for God's glory. Worship God in the way that you live. And then it's in verse 42, I skipped over this earlier. It says they went up according to custom. And the custom, the Jewish custom was on the way up to Passover, the, um, Jerusalem was on a big hill. And so on the way up that hill, they would sing these things called the Psalms of Ascent, which is in Psalms 120 through 136. And so you go look at the Psalms of Ascent, all of, them, all of the Psalms of Ascent are thanksgiving to God and worshiping God just for just the things that he's brought Israel out of and just giving thanks to God in all things. And so you look at how Jesus lived his life then. He didn't get to the temple and then sing the Psalms of Ascent. He was singing them on the way up there before he was actually in the temple. He was, he was worshiping God. That's how we need to be. We need to be worshiping God, singing praises to Him, bowing our hearts to Him before we get in the church doors, before we pull up in the church parking lot. But today, I see that, I mean, I just see when we're pulling up in the church parking lot, we're listening to things on the radio that God hates. And then we get in the church doors and we say, we want you to move tonight, God. I mean, just think about that. We're watching things on TV that God hates, listening to things on the radio God hates, playing games that just welcomes in things that God hates. But then we walk into the church doors, we just put on this mask of worship that says, yes, God, I want your spirit to move, but then actually never really bowing our hearts to God. And then also something I heard it, someone say at Falls Creek, this, um, at Falls Creek this year, someone said that Wesley didn't get us an, um, enough pumped up for this. All right, he got us too pumped up for this, my bad. And so, and they weren't saying that it's like they were really pumped up for youth camp. They were saying as they didn't really appreciate it, that they were disappointed in it. And so, I just want y'all to just take that as conviction if that's in your heart still. If you're not pumped up enough for the worship of God. I mean, just think about that. If you're not, if our hearts aren't bowed to God to where we can't get pumped up at youth camp, then are our hearts bowed anywhere? And so... Are we, living, are we living a true spirit-filled life? Is the way that we worship God in our life, is it, is it showing that we love God? But just, I mean, if your hearts are being convicted right now, if y'all are feeling um, conviction, don't take it as condemnation. Because just remember, everything that you're feeling is God's grace and love from this. And so just take this and know that the way you live your life is to be spirit-filled if you have had salvation. If you've had salvation, the Spirit has came down into your life. He's came into your soul. And it's the Spirit of guidance. It guides you on how to live your life, what to do in your daily life every day. And so, just be guided by the Spirit in the way that you are to live. Let the meditations of your heart and the words of your mouth be found acceptable to God. And that's by being led by the Holy Spirit. And then that's why worship it's just so amazing because when you're led by the Spirit in all things, then when you come together in cooperation with your brothers and sisters, then getting to be there without the this temptations of the world, without the temptations of just all the flesh around you, 
And you get to just be able to let your guard down in a way and be able to just worship God with the, with the brothers and sisters that you love and worship the God that you love. It's so sweet because you've loved God in your whole week and you've loved God in the way that you live your life. And that's just something that's been totally just destroyed today in America. We've just, we come to church on a Sunday or a Wednesday and then the way that we live our lives after we step out of that door is just totally not, and it's defying what God, what God says for us to do. It's just defying, just showing that we love God. And so, and then just look at, look at where the Holy Spirit came down in the day of Pentecost. It came down when the apostles were all praying in corporation. And it came down in the corporation of believers when they were all already on fire seeking to show their love for God in prayer. The, the Spirit came down from heaven in tongues of fire. And then straight after that, they, they were already started speaking in tongues to where everybody around them heard what they were saying and thousands of people came to know Christ from that after Peter gave his sermon. And so you look, I mean, you see this, the amazing works that the Spirit can do. And then, and then just look in the whole book of Acts and just all the books of the New Testament. It's just a continuous, just, just continuous stories of how just strong and powerful the Spirit is when we allow it to just take over and just destroy the flesh in our lives and just take over how we live. It's just amazing. And then, but today in America, it's just been destroyed. It's been a, just a formula of worship. And then it's, it's just been, it's turned into how long we'll allow church to go instead of letting the Spirit lead our worship. You see, I mean, you, you never look in the, in the New Testament and see Paul had a, a 30 minutes to preach or a 15 minutes to preach. But we do see that he was led by the Holy Spirit to preach for 12 hours, then go heal a guy bring him back from the dead, and go preach for another number of hours. We, but we never see that worship was only given an hour. We see that, I mean, they just stayed together for hours and hours just praising God because they were led by the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Spirit so much that they loved God so much that the Spirit came alive in their lives, and they worshiped Him for hours and hours. And that's just something that's been just destroyed, and, it's, and especially in the Southern Baptist in the Southern Baptist denomination. This has been destroyed. We've given God an hour, an hour and a half to two hours to work. And we haven't given him. We're just living a life in a way today to where we're just giving God a certain time limit, a certain formula to move. And that's not being led by the Holy Spirit. So just take this. I mean, just remember, God's grace comes in all ways. God's grace comes in the Holy Spirit and how we're led. And so, are y'all living a spirit-filled life? And so, I just I want to leave y'all with that. As the band comes forward, I'm about to have the invitation here, just leave y'all. Are y'all are y'all living a true spirit-filled life? So let's pray. Hey guys, Brother Wes here, minister of students at Demon Avenue Baptist Church. We want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. And we ask that you feel free to share. But in your sharing, please don't charge for those copies. Though these podcasts are helpful. They are not an adequate substitute for plugging into a local congregation near you. Go find a church near you and go and serve Jesus Christ alongside them. And may these podcasts equip you to do that better. Grace and peace to you through our Lord Jesus Christ.